This is Rob Tobin for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Delighted, as always, to be joined by Shane McGuigan. We're back to handheld microphones, Shane. How you doing? Good, mate. Yeah, it beats the Zoom calls. And uh, now, nah, mate, thank you for coming down. Um, yeah, it's good to have you. Back. And it's good for me to be back in the university again. So this is our uh, second week back at the uni. So it's uh, out of all that other training, I was trained over at uh, Creekside Gym in Faversham, which is which was a great gym that was great for them to put us up. And then we moved across to Billy Rumble's gym. So um, Run, Rumble's Boxing Academy, who were very, very nice as well for accommodating us. But it's nice to be back in our own surroundings and stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's, it's wicked, mate. Just about to say, you've been a bunch of nomads roaming the country throughout uh, lockdown and coronavirus. Um, good to be back here though, at the, the lovely University of Kent. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a bit sick of summing it, really, you know, in the hostels and... Uh, Nah, I'm joking. Now it was, it, you know, it's it's worked out the way. The lads have got a house in 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 Canterbury, so they were just staying there and then driving up to hit Sittingbourne or across to Canterbury. But it's nice to sort of be two minutes away from the gym, so they can they don't have to get up super early and then travel across. So it's, it's good, mate. So before we come on to talking about your guys, let's talk about the the boxing this past weekend. Um, Dillian White versus Alexander Povetkin. Uh, Stunning win from Alexander Povetkin, fifth round, well, TKO, but knockout win over Dillian White. What did you make of the, the fight? I thought, you know, it, it was a shock. It was, I was, you know, I was watching it. I, was, I thought it was a good fight up until then. Um, Dillian was boxing well. He was patient behind the jab. Um, I thought, you know, I thought there was some improvements there. I think. You know, I think he uh, he looked a little bit trimmer than he did out in Saudi and stuff. I think he was really, really up for it and and uh, and well prepared. But it just shows what heavyweight boxing's always always been about, and it always will be. You know, two big lumps whacking away at each other. I think they'll always continue to be to to be dangerous. Do you know what I mean? So um, and and exciting. And I think you know he dropped him a couple of times um, and then got complacent. Gave him that jab. Gave him. The, he was giving him that left hook to the body all the time. I think I picked up on Dave Colwell saying he shouldn't be giving him that body shot. With a guy like Povetkin, you should never give him bent arm shots because he generates all this power from there, you know. And and he didn't need to. Shall um, we? Let's go get that. Picking it straight out there, just rudely interrupted by a, a bunch of rowdy young fighters. Um, you were saying. Yeah, I was saying, you know, with a guy like Povetkin, you shouldn't be giving him, shouldn't be giving him any bent arm shots. And I think, you know, Dylan had the length and the and the jab to be able to keep him at distance. But from that first round, that's what made it such a good fight. I feel like they were engaging with close quarters early on. Um, but you know, he looked well. He looked, he looked, he looked like he was tucking, catching a lot of shots, and and sort of um, and riding them and sort of diffusing the power. But I think he kept giving him that jab bang left it to body and he was showing him that he was actually going jab body head and you could see as soon as he got so comfortable he sort of gave him the jab thought this one's the body shot the next one's going to be the head shot and he just sort of brought it up the middle and that shot I texted it into the group I said that would have knocked out a rhino because <laughs> it literally would have it was I think anybody in the heavyweight division if they'd have given that shot they would be on their ass and, and knocked out so I don't think it's a Anything to to do with, with with Dylan's vulnerability or anything like that. I just think that shot was a was a phenomenal shot, and um, I'm sure he'll 
he'll go back, get the rematch, and rebuild. And uh, and I think he'll I think he'll you know be a little bit more disciplined in, in uh, when he's got him hurt, and uh, and I think he'll he'll win the rematch. So just to kind of expand on that a little bit, obviously after the fight, a lot of people. I think the the nature of the knockout being so shocking, being so brutal, a lot of people kind of. Well, a lot of people. There were some people calling it a lucky shot. Now, obviously, you're one of the world's finest trainers, Shane, and you're saying that you saw it uh, a couple of rounds before that. No, I didn't. No, I just I saw I saw what he was trying to do. He was sort of jabbing, dipping, and, and loading up the left hook. And you know, he's always dangerous. He always has been dangerous, and he always he's one of those guys that can generate power close. You don't have those sort of uh, of lads, the Mike Tyson esque sort of. I remember when I remember when Povetkin uh, knocked out Takam with like a shot that was this close, you know, and you you can't let him get there, you know. You should well, you shouldn't let him get there. I think the way AJ boxed him, he was, you know, always moving, always offsetting him, jabbing, and uh, you know, and Dylan was sort of doing it more of a throwback way. He was he was sort of catching a few shots, and, and but just you just shouldn't be giving him those shots um, from early on. But up until that point, he was boxing well. He looked, I thought he looked really good. I think the shot that he didn't never threw all night and he, he threw it once was the straight right hand. Uh, you know, he was, he was throwing loads of, loads of right hooks, loads of hooks because he was allowing Povetkin to get in close. But he should have just been dropping that straight right hand over the top of him. And as soon as he did it in the fourth right hand, then he hit in the short left hook afterwards, dropped him. Um, so... You know, I think when he goes back, he'll analyse what he was doing right and what he was doing wrong, and I, I think he'll get it right the second time. But, but yeah, I don't think it was a freak shot. I think it was a shot that, you know, that that was that they must have been working on. You know, the only thing is he, he kept his wits about him for Vetkin when he was dropped twice, and he was still looking for the shot, um, and and he found it. Now, after the fight, um, Eddie said that there was a rematch clause. Spoke to Mauricio Suleiman. He said that that was in, indeed the case. Um, now, Eddie's talking about that fight potentially going end of November. Now, on the back of such a brutal knockout, I thought that was potentially ambitious. What are your thoughts on that? I think he needs to get straight back in and do it again. Um, he doesn't need no rebuilding fights. I think he's had enough acid tests. He's had enough learning fights um, that he needs to just jump back in and go straight again, you know, uh, he he was getting the better of him. He was he was in control of the fight. You know, I think he now knows what what Povetkin's going to be looking for. He now knows what he's dangerous, the, the the shot selection he's dangerous with. You know, all on that left side. So I think he should just do it again. You know, one, Dylan's one of the guys that gets up and brushes himself off, and uh, like he did against against uh, Joshua, that was a, a heavy knockout, and he got he got, he got straight back on. Uh, you know, on the horse and, and, and went again. Do you know what I mean? And I think um, should get straight back in there. This you get your opportunities. I, I felt sorry for him because he spent a thousand days waiting on his shot. You know, Jonte um, Wilder denied him of that opportunity to fight for a world title for so long. Um, and then you know he takes and he, and give him his credit. He takes the you know he takes the hard fights because he knows that he has to be in hard fights to be on pay per view. And um, and he's taken he's taken plenty of them, um, and I felt a bit sorry for him because you know he waited so long. But what's he going to do now? Go and rebuild, and then you're you know you're back down the pecking order, and then you got the Fury versus Joshua, and then you're sitting there waiting and twiddling your thumbs because that will probably have a rematch clause. And you know, look at the John T. Wilder thing. You know he's um, you know they they they're going to get three fights out of that <laughs> out of that and. 
this next one with, with Fury, they'll probably get two fights. And then they, those guys only fight once, twice a year sometimes. So you're, uh, so you're sitting and waiting, and, and next thing you know, two years, three years is going to go by if you, if you take that warm-up fight. So get straight back in there, go again, and, um, and I think he wins it. Uh, you know, and I think, I think the WBC should, should, uh, should allow him to, to go and, and box for the, for the title if he, if he does get the win. I think um, from speaking to Mauricio and kind of the, the general noise coming out of the WBC is that if and when or as and when that rematch is decided, I think the winner will have to wait a year for the mandatory slot at the WBC. So we'll wait and see how that plays out. Obviously now, seemingly one of the major obstacles for, for Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury is out of the way with the WBC mandatory. Can yeah. you see that fight happening anytime soon? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously once they get the Deontay Wilder fight out of the way and obviously if he comes through it, which I think he will unscathed, I think that's a fight that's, that will happen right away. Um, you know, uh, and... I don't think I don't I don't see how it how it should uh, how it should be held up much longer. But you know, AJ's not boxing to December. We don't, when is um, Fury versus Wilder? That probably won't be until next year, will it? I've been told contractually it must happen this year. Oh really? Okay. Well, if that if that goes ahead, yeah. But Dylan's looking to get out in December as well. Um, so. The winner of that fight could cause a problem, um, but it's look, it's it's up to it's up to the promoter and Eddie's in control. I'm sure Eddie will will, will figure a way figure a, a way around it. And <laughs> I need to twist them. I'm a bit tired this morning, um, but yeah, I'm sure. I'm, look, as long as they as long as the winner, you know, maybe has to fight the man the WBC mandatory in between um, in between their rematch tours, then. Then, uh, then I'm sure it'll get 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 going. And a final one on all things heavyweight. Um, it's the first time I've spoken to you in person since the um, the Eddie Hearn, Frank Warren, Kumbaya sit around a campfire roasting marshmallows, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, not sure about that. But um, we've spoken about Daniel Dubois versus Dillian White. Now, Frank yesterday still is 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 still adamant that the people want to see Daniel Dubois versus Dillian White. Do you want to see that fight? Do you think that's a realistic fight anytime soon? Yeah, I think Dubois needs a little bit more. You know, he needs a little bit more experience and learning fights. But I think he's the ne- he's the next guy coming through. You know, um, he's got a very hard fight in, in Joe Joyce in front of him. Um, everyone looks at Joe and thinks he's underrated, and uh, you know they they don't see they don't see how he can be getting success. But he's an Olympic silver medalist. He should have been an Olympic gold medalist. He's very efficient at what he does. He's very effective. Uh, he's got a great engine. He can keep going. Sometimes he's a little bit methodical, but. Um, he gets the results, and I think that's a really exciting fight that I'm looking forward to. Um, so, you know, if he gets through the Joyce fight, then yeah, he's got to be taken seriously because Joyce is a problem. Um, so, you know, any of these guys in the UK, and the good thing is that all these heavyweights are cut. You know, that they're all in and around Britain, and they're all uh, they're all there to be sort of mixing in with each other. And I think, you know, even if if Joyce. If Joyce wins, he's he's in a great position. If Joyce loses, he's still in a good position because there's plenty of fights out there. You got Martin Bacoli as well. That the scene is thriving. So, uh, so that you got Filip Hagovic, who's a fantastic fighter coming through. I know you've been raving about that Alan Babek or whatever his name is. Uh, the Savage. The Savage. I think he needs a lot of work. Um, but no, the the mix is is getting good again. You know, it's it's it's, it's getting good, and I think you know this. 
there's some some really good. There's a guy, uh, Arslan Beck, I think his name is. Uh, They're Russian. Yeah, who's yeah. a <laughs> Makhmadov. Who could be an absolute problem? You got uh, you got Majidov as well. Is that his name as well? Coming, come, he's a he's a pro coming through. So you've got some great opportunities and and great fights uh, to be made. And I think you know it's 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 simmering right now. And I think next next couple of years we're going to see some great uh, heavyweight battles. Before we move on to all things McGuigan's gym, um, final fight I want to talk to you about somebody that you've had in the gym before for sparring on several occasions. I know that you speak very well of Joshua Boazzi and Anthony Yard. Now that fight is is making noise, making waves. I caught up with Josh Boazzi last week. He spoke very well about that fight, about wanting to have that fight. Break that fight down for me. Um, I think Boazzi is too good for him. Um, I think Boazzi is too big for him. I think his pedigree his pedigree's too much. Uh, but Antonio is a very skillful guy. Uh, he's very, he's very slick. He's very skillful. I think he's got heavy hands. But I think you know Boatsy's all, all wrong for Yarde. Um, Boatsy's got a great chin. He can punch. He's very technically sound. Does things, does everything well. Uh, very good balance. Um, and I just think, you know, the style that's going to be the styles that are going to be wrong for Boatsy are the sort of bivvles of this world, in and out boxers that can punch a bit and uh, you know that, that can punch and, and sort of keep them at distance and 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 uh, but anyone that's going to sort of engage with him um, I think I think he's getting knocked out I think you know I've seen Boatsy in the gym I think seen him in the amateurs he's shot through the amateur rankings and you know I think he had quite a lot of, of fights but he got his success at the tail end of his amateur career but he really He's now filled into the light heavyweight division because when he first turned pro, I was sort of looking at him when he was spying George, but probably could have done super middleweight. But now he's a he's a he's a well. Uh, he's been working with Duncan, um, who's uh, who's been doing a lot of S and C with him. You know, he's he's uh, he's working up in Sheffield as well, and I think he's getting some good quality sparring. He's he's a he's a he's a real problem. He's a, he's a very good fighter. So um, I see him as the as the next guy to come through. And uh, and win world titles because because he's a, he's a he's a throwback. He is a real throwback fighter, a very humble guy, and he can really fight. Moving on to all things McGuigan's gym, we've just seen him walk through. No, not you, Josh Pritchard. I am of course talking about Olympic gold medalist Luke Campbell. Um, in the last couple of weeks, we've seen deals, we've seen announcements from the WBC regarding the Ryan Garcia fight. What's the situation as it stands currently? The situation is the fight has been agreed. Uh, the date hasn't. Um, Golden Boy have sent over a contract to Eddie, and uh, and we're in contractual stages. So, um, you know, we're, the the fight's going to go ahead. It's going to go ahead in in America, um, probably on the West Coast. I think that's uh, you know that's that's what we've uh, you know we've agreed to and stuff. So, uh, but there's so many things that can you know there's so many things that need to get tied up before um, before. The day, the venue, you know, and we have to think about timings and when we can get out there to get a proper camp out. You know, it's being, with it being on the west coast, we're going to have to go out a month before. Um, I've I've spoken to Robert Garcia. Um, you know, I met him a, a lot of times through fights in the past, and he's um, he's got about five or six guys out there ready for us to spar that are perfect for Garcia. So you know, we're going to go out and give ourselves an adequate amount of time to prepare and. Um, and yeah, really put on a show. I think it's a it's a it's a dangerous fight for both fighters. You know, it's dangerous for Luke at this stage of his career because he's in against a young lad who's not really done much, but he's a good puncher and he, he's a, he's with a good team. 
uh, and then it's also massively dangerous for Ryan Garcia, who's a young guy who's got all his expectation, but Luke's a, a problem, you know. Um, and I think I'm not sure if Eddie Reynosa and Ryan Garcia understand how much of a problem he is. I think Golden Boy do, um, but look, we, we're just going to get we're just going to get him in the best shape possible, get him as strong as possible, get him as punching as hard as possible. He's got all the movement in the world and give him the best opportunity and he's getting you know, he's getting well paid. So that's the most important thing as well. So um yeah, but Luke's going out there to put a statement on and I think I think he'll do it. I think he'll he'll break him down and knock him out. So there's still things that fighting talk. Fighting talk from Mr. McGregor there. There's still things that need to be sorted out then. There no hes- no concern from you. you no, the fight's no, still no. gonna happen but there's still things that need to be tied up. No, there's no concern on this side. It it's just the nitty gritty of, of contracts. It's just nitty nitty gritty of what's going on because there are a lot of things are changing at the moment with COVID and you know the restrictions and how many people can fl- like little things like how many people can fly out, uh, you know, how many people are gonna be in the arena, all of bullshit as it as it were you know that doesn't really make a difference to the fight but these are things that has to be sorted out from both sides from golden boy and from matchroom and matchroom are looking after luke and us and and uh, and and that's the most important thing but we're getting to the bottom of it and i think we'll have a contract signed and the date date done soon but it is looking at in november so so we're uh, you know we've got adequate time to prepare there's nothing that's that's a problem on our side it's just uh you know it's just the, the, the nitty-gritty of the contract that we're not even sorting out it's matchroom and you know and, and and Luke's lawyer and stuff and they're just running that by us so we know what's going on we just need to uh, we need to get it all sorted and signed and then the fight will be announced and uh, you know it'll be good it'll be wicked can you put in the contract that I have to be there can I come I would like to put I mean what I might do is I might try and get a, 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 an undercard fight um, for one of our lads so because at the moment we're starved of opportunity sometimes and for the for the for the young lads coming through so um you know but uh but another thing that i've got to figure out is i'm going to have lawrence out in december probably going to have fowler out in end of november december um cbs is going to go again as well so we're looking at we're looking at a whole team like how we go out and prepare and how we can make sure you know everyone's uh Everyone's able to train. Everyone's able to get a good opportunity in sparring and stuff. Because it'd be great to go to the West Coast and get get everything set, in, you know, set for us out there, so we can get a great training camp. Um, and then coming back, um, you know, coming back in quarantine and stuff, we we just got to figure out all the all the things that's gonna. It's not just it's not just for this fight. It's, it's figuring out for all the other fights off the back of it. And um, you know, so I think once we get that all sorted, then then the fight will be announced and. Uh, and we'll be good to good to go, man. I'm really, I'm actually really looking forward to doing a trip in America. So I think people like Fowler and, and Lawrence and stuff are great, great sparring for them out there. Speaking of Lawrence, um, I know there is no date yet. Um, he's slated to go onto the Anthony Joshua undercard in December. What's the update with him? Where is he? Obviously, he's not here. The last time I spoke to, you, he was making rap songs and all, all sorts of stuff. So, what's he up to at the minute? He's yeah, he's going to come down today, but uh, you know, he's uh, it's. It's you know with a, with a guy like Lawrence as well like he's you know he's just bought his house he's got he's got stuff going on he's 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 a busy guy so we just make sure that you know like we're going to give ourselves adequate time and, and he's only doing a couple of days a week two three days a week you know for for now up until uh, up until we get the sort of green light on the date and then we'll give ourselves ten to twelve weeks but yeah he's always training it's just you know we don't need to go and do 
10, 12 rounds of pads every single day and bags and sparring and stuff because this thing's, yeah, you, 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 can, you can add miles to your body um, if, you're, if you're doing heavy compound training when you're, when, you're out of, uh, when you're out of camp and you've got nothing in sight. So, you know, he's, uh, he's still training away, but, but he'll just come in for the occasional pad session. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think it makes the most sense to put it on the AJ undercard, you know. Um, we could have got it. We could have tried to get it a bit earlier, uh, take a slight pay cut and stuff like that. But, you know, 258 management and, and Eddie, uh, they're sorting that side of things out. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just overseeing the training with, with Lawrence and, and, and doing, doing all that sort of stuff. But, I mean, you know, from, a, from an exposure standpoint, yeah, AJ's going to do big numbers. I know that the pay-per-view is slightly down at the weekend. You know, I think um, it'd be good exposure for him to get that world title. Um, on the undercard of you know, chief support of, of, of uh, AJ versus Puller because it'd be great exposure and I think it's a, it's a fight that's going to make him look you know it's going to be dangerous but it's also a fight that's going to really make him look uh, what, what we see in the gym every day as a special fighter okay well we've got a bunch of um, a bunch of fighters behind us looking to train so I think we'll probably wrap it up there um, we won't touch upon the rest of the McGuigan's uh, the McGuigan's Gym stable today. We'll do that another time. But before we go, final word on Chris Billum Smith, who is getting married this Friday to his lovely fiance Mia. So from myself, Rob Tebbett, and Boxing Social, I'm sure Shane McGuigan as well. Um, congratulations. Wish you all the best, Mr. Billum Smith, and the soon-to-be Mrs. Billum Smith. Exactly. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, we'll be in order on Friday for the two of them. Great couple. Great people. And uh, you know they 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 stick with each other through through uh, thick and thin. So I hope they have a a great life together so yeah it's uh yeah i'm looking forward to catching up with him afterwards and um you know just getting him back in the gym i think he's going to come back in second week of september so yeah the congratulations will be in order then post-wedding interviews coming on boxing social <laughs> shane mcgregor always a pleasure thanks very much for speaking to boxing social I look forward to catching up with you soon cheers rob thanks for coming down as always Good, mate. <laughs>